I kind of, when I put my list together, it was kind of like, the, okay, there's obvious ones. Like I can talk about the Omen. I can talk about the Exorcist. I can talk about so many ones, but I'm like, there's some other ones too that like, I think had more memorable moments more personally for me. And some of them are actually shitty movies, but yeah. whatever. The first one, number five, um, Friday the 13th, part six. That was the one after part five, which was the really shitty Friday the 13th. And then part six was kind of like, I think it's Jason lives can't but anyways that's where uh which one did they go to manhattan uh i think that's the one after it's like seven or eight or something like that holy shit i think it's seven i think that was the seventh one and they had a lot i I remember when that one was coming out and they had like all the ads and everybody's like oh he's gonna go to manhattan it's gonna be amazing yeah and then when you watch the movie three quarters of it it's on this boat and then yeah. it's like the last 15 minutes is in New York, right? And part of it was they just ran out of budget. They didn't get the budget to actually go to New York. So a lot of it was like, you know, Jason in a day kind of thing. But there's some cool behind the scenes where they have Jason um, in Times Square, like like while they're filming. And there's just thousands of people watching them shoot this scene. And it's really cool. But nice. anyways, that's probably the best part about that movie was the behind the scenes. Um, back- so Jason lives. Jason lives. Um so I liked it for the fact of the soundtrack, Alice Cooper, Man Behind the Mask. That song is one of the best horror movie songs that came out of the 80s. Right on, okay. It, that's the know? one. So, And that's the one, too, where um, it shows the iconic scene where uh, they have the RV driving and flipping, and then Jason jumps out, and it's good. So that's, that's my number five. Number four, Aliens. Um, I loved all the Aliens movies, like the Wrigley Scott stuff is yeah. great. Like I liked Blade Runner. So I like that dark kind of filming and I think it works really well with aliens and I'm yeah. so pumped about the new aliens coming out. People need a pandering jolt per minute so they couldn't appreciate P- Prometheus. Yeah, but I, I like I like Prometheus. I thought it yeah. was really good. I thought they did a really good job on, on that movie too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first aliens I thought was really cool when you first introduced the exomorph concept. concept. Well, they sort of made it so you can't pluralize it without crossing over between talking about the first or second one, right? Yeah. So are you talking about Aliens with uh, James Cameron directing? Or Alien with uh, the first one? The first one. Okay. Alien. Sorry, I put it, I pluralized it, Aliens. Yeah, but, but yeah, like, the first one. It, that, that's a weird thing. James Cameron to- one was good too. I really enjoyed uh, that one as well, right? So, yeah. and then uh, what was the th- third? It was just a weird way to go. Not, yeah. Not Alien 2, but Aliens is original thinking. Well, it's like Jaws. Like Jaws has like, you know, Jaws 1, 2, and 3, then, Jaws, then Jaws's Revenge. But there wasn't like jaw. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A, a handful of jaws. Yeah, it's, it's a bucket full of jaws. A, a bucket full of jaws. Um, my third one is a movie called The Gate. I don't know. Have you ever heard of The Gate before? I haven't. Okay, The Gate is a cheesy Canadian horror movie. It was shot outside of Toronto, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe in Hamilton, Burlington. I don't know, somewhere out there. And it's about this kid that lives in like this like developing area, like so like a developing housing community. And there's a hole that's dug up in the back, and it's this gate that brings up there. So it's basically kind of like Stranger Things. It's a story. it's kids that are the focus, not adults. There's actually right. I think like two adults shown in the whole film, maybe maybe one, maybe there's not even any. It's been a long time. Anyway, so these kids have to fight these like devils coming out, these demons coming out of this ground in their house, and there's all this weird stuff that happens. Couple cool facts about that movie. Um, it was Steven Dorff's first film, so huh. he was like 12 years old in it. He was the lead kid in this film. Um, so he went on to do many things, but, um, yeah, it was him. I think they did like two or three sequels after, but he wasn't in those ones. And the other cool fact was, um, the way they shot the little demon guys, there's a scene where they're like in the room and these little demons are walking up 
And I always thought it was like stop motion animation, but they actually used forced perspective. So okay. it's the same way they shoot like Lord of the Rings and uh, Elf was shot that way, where it's like they have somebody close to the camera and then they have people farther back so they look smaller. Yeah. And so they showed the sound studio where they they did these shots and it was like, I'm like, that's really cool. That's yeah. pretty ambitious for, uh, for um, a Canadian production, right? But anyways... <laughs> I don't think it did too much. It had it had an American release and I think minor success. I think I think they filmed it for under a million and they made like five million off of it. So I guess in in perspective, that's pretty good. Um, Day of the Dead, uh, which is uh, one of the there's like um, the Living Dead series. Day of the Dead was the one where they had the the friendly zombie where they kind of like trained a zombie and they lived in a bunker. I thought that one was kind of cool. I thought it had cool effects never seen it you've never seen day of the dead it's no. i think it's one of my more favorite ones out of the series like um it is cheesy again but I, again for the nostalgic sake it was one of the you know, horror movies that i owned so i watched that quite a bit yeah. um, and it had some cool scenes where the dude's like getting ripped apart and he's screaming and oh. you know but I mean, that's like every horror movie or every zombie movie now is romero the guy who wrote yeah all of them i believe he wrote that one too okay i'll double check but i think he was also so they may have different directors, but he's the guy who like the, the yeah, series. He the it's series. His. Yeah. Okay. Um, George A. Romero. E. Romero. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Romeo. Whatever. Have you ever watched uh, the filming of um, Night of Living Dead? No. They got those real zombies for the movie, right? Um, it was it's very independent. Like at the at the time, when was it shot? Like in the sixties, seventies, seventies, early seventies, late sixties. Um, outside of Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh. So basically, he had this idea for a horror movie. It was like they, a, base, a day shoot. Um, but it's very political because our protagonist is a, a black man. Um, and it's kind of sad at the end. If you, if, if you haven't seen it, um, it's kind of a tragic ending, but it makes sense of the time. Um, it was, they brought in a lot of people. They got like real cops and everybody. And people volunteered. They heard that they're making the zombie movie. So they had a bunch of volunteers. People came out and actually, like the police, all that came out and actually did, you know, they were like, we're going to dress up like zombies. And nobody really knew what zombies were at the time of the shooting. So they're like, this is what it is. So they kind of created the whole zombie lore in the making of this film. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Back in the day, horror movies were something that kids went to see in theaters. They would have like a double feature and they always put like the horror movie at first, right? Because right. it was the one that got the kids involved. And so it, it became quite the success. But yeah, it's... Uh, Really good, but that's not on my list. That one, Day of the Dead, is on the list. Um, and then my number one is Jaws, Spielberg, and I love it for the fact that for most of it you don't actually see the shark. Um, and then it went to spawn a bunch of other sequels that weren't so good. The second one was all right. The third one, I don't remember the third one. Oh, that was the one where they were. Um, uh, is it Dennis Quaid? Dennis. I don't even know. Um, sure. it's, like, it's like a marine land. And then they had the revenge, which I don't even understand. Yeah. Like, okay, so if you knew you were being hunted by a shark, which makes no sense, but if you were, yeah, like a shark's trying to kill you, what do you do? Don't go in the water. Move to Kansas. Problem solved. Yeah. She goes to the islands. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so those are my, my five picks. Um, so with summer coming up and if you don't feel like getting eaten by bugs, watch some horror movies. Yeah. Watch the classics. The classics. Watch something just because it came out before the year 2000, in my opinion. Right. Anything. Yep. Sounds good. (laughs) 
Um, oh, Insidious. That's another... This, this is coming randomly, tying back to the beginning a little bit, but Insidious is another thing that's sort of like in that realm of there's an upside-down evil world. Yeah, I didn't like Insidious that much. I thought I it was cool. I watched them, but I just know that that's what's happening. That was, it was cool. Like, the whole jump scare genre, like, paranormal activity and stuff like that. There's the other one, too? The the more, more recent one. They had a sequel Sinister? Left. No. Like, Insidious is where there's an upside-down world. The other one is when there's ghost hunters going into the house. Um, and it's a ghost. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, fuck. Is it, like, in the last, like... The, the sequel came out this past summer. That's sinister. Oh, I know which. Um, it's got a title like Insidious. It's one word or the something. Fuck. Oh yeah, and this, the one that just came out. They go to London. It's in. It's 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 supposedly based on a real thing, and it's there's a video game coming out about the house that yeah. it takes place in. And also for the listeners, when somebody says like based on true events. There's no law that says you can't say that on anything. So, like, it's become quite the horror movie ploy to say based on real issue, like, real events. But I mean, it could be anything. It'd be like this house existed during the time of the story that we wrote this. Don't forget Sam Raimi though, too. Yeah, Evil Dead. Oh yeah, actually, I was going to talk about other shoutouts. Was that was one of them? Evil Dead is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, still one of the best iPad games is the Evil Dead uh, Army of Darkness game. Love it. Spend hours and hours playing it. Um, the thing, the thing was a fantastic right. movie as well. Um, the original one with uh, what's his face? The recent what? Uh, the original. Who was in the original thing? The thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. What was uh, Kurt Russell? Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll watch that. Oh, I I like. Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say um, the mist. Which I think they're actually bringing to Netflix. I think they're going to make a series based on The Mist. Oh, that's kind of neat. That's one that every once in a while I can play. Or every once in a while I could watch. Um, I just have an urge to watch The Mist. And I think there's a series coming out. And It, the first half. Right. So there's two parts to It. The first half is what I really like. The second part I thought was cheesy. I still, The Conjuring is what I was thinking of The before. Conjuring, yeah. yes. See, I never got into those. Um <laughs> I remember what it's called. Yeah, right. I don't really care for them. Um, what about um, Robert Rodriguez? Oh, yeah. Um, Planet Terror. Planet Terror. From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. Those are fun horror movies, but they have the same kind of... He appreciates the quality of the 20th century of horror right. movies. Yeah. So, yeah. And Quentin Tarantino didn't do a bad job with that car chase thing, but that that's not a horror movie. That was part oh, of bulletproof, bullet, not bulletproof, death proof. Uh, death proof. It was bullet- part of the grindhouse exploitation. That was my favorite one of the two. I loved. I, I again, I like cars, and I thought he, like Tarantino's yeah. really good. If he's gonna do a genre piece, yeah, he's gonna do a piece to like, you know, to the extremes. So like having a car chase with like two classic muscle cars with a, yeah. a stunt woman on the front. Doing, I'm like fantastic, yeah. and the ending was really good. And too. the guy's a stunt driver too. Yeah. Like his character, uh, something Mike, stuntman Mike, stuntman Mike. Yeah. But the, other, the the one thing that bothered me about that was like I love his dialogue, but there's like two hours of dialogue and half an hour of car chases. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It builds it up. I thought it. Was, I think it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it does. But they have a lot of nonsensical bullshit conversations. That's the first half too self indulgent. It's yeah. it's bordering like Pulp Fiction had just the right amount. Yeah. 
it nothing none of it was self-indulgent it was like this is okay you know kevin smith has something to go on now because that's yeah. all he does he writes dialogue um and it all served a purpose but death proof they're talking about like nachos and yeah shit. i love that i love that first drawn out part of it right the whole <laughs> the whole cafe thing and they're just I, or yeah. the bar and the nacho scene it's like talking about stuntman mike and stuntman bob and yeah like all that stuff and it's nice and drawn out and you kind of you kind of start to forget that kurt russell's gonna be creepy yeah and then the whole scene when when he goes to give her a ride home it's like which way are you going and she's like this way it's like ah oh, it's too yeah. bad because we're going this way and then you're like from that point on was like okay here we go. I, I like it at the same time because, yeah, you're you're kind of feeling like you're hanging out with yeah. the people in the conversation. Like you're you're just hanging out with them, and then you have to be reminded something bad's going to happen. Right. Yeah. That's kind of cool. All right. Well, subtlety and pacing and just classic 20th century horror and sci-fi techniques mm-hmm. take it for granted these days. I just really. I'm going to leave on the note that too many movies today are just trying to give people action and people forget why the action is more interesting and feelable when you have a a strong concentration in the movie Mm. of narrative, dialogue, story, like actual story. Mm -hmm. Like people expect that if a movie has less than 30% jolt and action in it, that it's not good. Most of the movies that have that are way better than any of the 90% action movies that come out today. Yeah. People are like, oh yeah, X-Men 1 and 2 are boring because like you watch the new ones now and they're like full of threat and action. Yeah. And then they think the first two are boring. I'm like, no, those are two of the best ones. Yeah, I like the first two X-Men. After that, they got kind of like Apocalypse and stuff like that or whatever it was called. I just didn't like the third one and Origins Wolverine. Yeah, I Origins different- Wolverine was... First either- class, great. Apocalypse, yeah. great. Um, Days of Future Past, great. Yeah. Well, all the ones that Meh. all the ones that the original director did. Yeah. But he, the original ones were really good, and he did the last two though. Yeah. You know, I didn't like them as much though. I didn't. I I felt. Yeah. You know, I I think like we're getting into this whole like, um, let's create like parallel existences now so we can change storylines. It's like they do that in Star Trek too. Yeah. Where it's all of a sudden it's like. You know, we're going to put it over here now so we don't have to follow the original lore, which is not a bad ploy if you're trying to continue on a series and for another generation, right? Because, That's true. You know, you can only go back and remake something unless it's Spider Man. They, it's like they don't do sequels for Spider Man. They just keep redoing the, you know, the origin story of Spider Man again and again and again. Yeah. And it's just like. And only a few people in Hollywood are going to make movies that aren't for the young generation. Right. So they're not going to play by rules that people our age yeah. would appreciate unless it's an indie film or it goes straight to Netflix. Yeah. Or you're Michael Bay and you can go fuck yourself.